yeah, I have been doing nothing but playing Pokemon Let's Go for the last week and a half oh, since it came out. Nice, nice. I, I need to hear more about this game because I'm very tempted. I I didn't get around to doing it during the long Thanksgiving weekend in America. Uh, I had planned to, and I haven't yet. We have it. Uh, one of my kids has played it a whole bunch, but I just haven't tried it yet. And part of it is... You know, when, when Pokemon came out, it was video games just were not a big part of my life at that point. And so that wasn't, you know, unlike people like, you know, I listened to like Mike Hurley and Federico talk about about uh, Pokemon on Remaster. And that was a big part of their early video game experience, right? And I assume that's maybe true for you too, is it? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, me and Mike are... I think maybe a week or two difference in terms of age. Okay. Um, so we're, yeah, we we were the same age when it came out. You know, we, for the most part, our upbringings are pretty much the same. Like London's not that much different to Portsmouth. Sure. Um, you know, it's pretty much the same kind of thing. Like, I don't know what it was like elsewhere, but especially in the UK, everybody was playing, you know, Pokemon Red, Blue, and then Yellow when that came out like a year later. Sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because I I totally get that, um, especially when it's like one of those games that is it's both there's a, a level of nostalgia, but there's also it just had an influence in like the kinds of games and pop culture and everything that you liked as a kid. And I didn't have that, and I'm just kind of wondering what is this a is this a good place to start? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, partly because. You know, so when the first three came out, red, blue, yellow, um, obviously because they were the first ones, they were where everybody started pretty much with Pokemon. Like, you know, they, this was the first game. They weren't particularly advanced. That you know, there wasn't really a lot to it. Um, right. You know, you you wander around, you fight some Pokemon, you fight some people who have Pokemon, you win gym badges. Like, there wasn't a huge amount to it. It wasn't a particularly complicated game. Um, and Pokemon Let's Go is a remake is probably the wrong word that they've sort of they've used the same story and town and everything like that but they you know they've moved some stuff around and changed how a few things work but essentially it is the same game Mm -hmm. so it's like a really good starting off point for people who are new or who have never played any i mean i haven't played anything since pokemon yellow Uh, i haven't played any of the games in between that oh wow so for me a lot of it is nostalgia because you know i only remember playing those games um but it's obviously also designed for people who've been playing pokemon go on ios and android because that's right that's a very very simplified version of what pokemon is um you know there's there's not really any battling in that that there's only been trading recently um so they that's a lot simpler of a game so this is sort of a transition between pokemon go which is very very simple and what will be coming out next year which is the main pokemon series game which will be a lot more um advanced and and have a lot more features yeah that's interesting and and i had heard that uh there are elements of pokemon go in this to just make it kind of a a nice bridge for people who are entering the franchise at that point and to me it's just really smart i mean it feels like a game that's designed to not only, I guess, continue the you know with current fans, people like you or Mike or Federico, but but also to kind of 
extend its longevity because by bringing in a whole new crop of people who will get into the Pokemon games. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Nintendo have sold you know however many of these, <laughs> however many Switches they've sold over the past year and a half. Yeah. Did, um, did you see? But be- between Thanksgiving and uh, Monday, they sold. I think it was two hundred and fifty million dollars worth of Switches. It was it was the best selling console of all time during those five days. Which, oh, yeah. considering the Wii and a bunch of other things, is kind of remarkable. Oh yeah, that, I mean it. It's amazing. It kind of doesn't surprise me. I, mean, I don't know how much you saw, but the the deals that were being offered on Nintendo Switches were incredible. Like there there were bundles that were basically the price of the Switch with like three games. Um, you know, I don't know if this was just UK or not, but the and they were just selling out straight away. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people getting switches for Christmas this year. Yeah, there was. Um, so and, and Let's Go has done extremely well too. Just in the US, it it's hit 1.5 million units, and I think worldwide it's like three million. Which is, I mean, the game is what it's been out what like two weeks, a week and a half, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think a week and a half, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, just short of I two think weeks. So, I think yeah. it came on like a Thursday or something. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been quite. I mean, I think the thing is with Pokemon, like even if you know, even if you've never played it, like you, you know what Pokemon is. You know, you right. You recognize Pikachu if you see it on an advert or in you know some wherever you'd see it, TV, movies, whatever. Sure. It, it, everybody knows what Pokemon is, and. and They've sold all of these switches, and you've you've got to assume a big portion of those are gonna be for, you know, young kids or you know teenagers stuff like that. And although there is a lot of games for the Switch, there's not a lot of sort of the top tier games, you know, because they're, they're they're drip feeding them, you know, every month or so. And you know, Pokemon is a huge game to for to come out, um, and you've got Christmas around the corner, so everyone's gonna be buying it for that and. It's, it's kind of just a perfect game to essentially sort of restart the Pokemon brand again because you know it's been a long time. It's been like twenty years, and although they're still massively popular, they're nowhere near as popular as they were when the original games came out. Sure, sure, and and you know there's little things like I guess the drop in play is designed in a real clever way that that makes it kind of a friendly family f- friendly game where someone who has a little more experience is a little better at the game can help out like younger kids and things with with uh various things that are they're too difficult in the game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when I bought it, I assumed I bought the Pokéball Plus controller as well cuz I'm a child. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard you myself. hurt yourself with it. I saw you on I... Twitter say you you hurt your wrist or something. Uh, I hurt my shoulder quite badly. Oh, your um, shoulder, that's right. I Yeah, I, I think I pulled a muscle or something <laughs> in my shoulder from throwing it too aggressively. <laughs> it's, it's a very dangerous video game. Oh, absolutely. It should come with a um, warning, on a little sticker warning you of shoulder injuries on it. I think that's probably, yeah. I, <laughs> just it's like getting old. My, just oh, it's all that typing apart. on a keyboard, you know. It's like you've got the little T-Rex hands from doing development. Yeah, that's the one. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so you know, I bought it. I got the the Pokeball Plus. I'm right. ready to play it. I'm really excited. And then you know, I I knew about the drop in play, and I thought you know Jess will probably drop in and out every now and again, and you know play a little bit or help me out or whatever. Right. We ended up we have ended up playing the whole game together. Um, I'm not even allowed to play it by myself at this point. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we're just behind. having so much fun playing together. Sure. 
Oh, that's really cool. I like that. I mean, you know, it's amazing when you think about the Switch. It's really there's a one-two uh, holiday season punch coming coming because not only does Let's Go just came out, but but uh, Super Smash is just around the corner. It's like a week away. Right. I mean, again, that's like another huge franchise for the Switch. Um, it wouldn't, you know, I think they're going to shift. You know, they're going to shift so many more Switches in the in the next. Was it three, four weeks until Christmas now? Right. Um, and then presumably a bunch more in like the Christmas and January sales. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this today is that one of the things I think is driving the switch is that because it's portable, I think they're selling more. And I'm just thinking, I mean, just thinking about my own family, we've got, there are three, three switches in our family. And now that's because two of my kids are in college. And so, you know, from, from like a from college kid's standpoint, the switch is perfect because it doesn't take up a lot of room. You can play it. You can bring it home over the summer and play it. You can travel with it. You're not lugging some giant box around to try to, and you don't need a TV. You can play it wherever you go. And, and not, so not only have they sold three switches into our family, but like, I've already bought two copies of Super Smash, one for me and one for my other kids, you know, uh, for the holidays. So I'm I'm buying multiple of everything when it comes to the Switch. It feels like, and I I don't really mind because uh, it, it it's it's just such a great system, and I know everybody loves it in our family. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I said to you before we recorded, like I went and and saw some friends um, over the weekend, and I took the Switch with me because I was like, well, obviously we're going to play Mario Kart. Why wouldn't sure. we? Sure. Um, you know, and, and a couple of things about that, like one to what you said, it's such a small system. Even you know, with the switch itself and the dock, um, the cables and stuff like that, there's not a lot to it. Yeah. And the other great thing, like there's there was four of us over the weekend, so obviously I need four controllers of some sort. I just took the four Joy Cons. You know, it it was such a small amount of stuff to take for four people to play Mario Kart, yep. and we ended up playing pretty much for about ten hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense. I've taken it on a lot of trips as well and played with people uh, when I've been on trips. You know what? You should check out. I got to find this thing on my Amazon. Here it is. You should check out this Bass Stop portable dock replacement ca- case for the for the dock. It is Federico turned me on to this, and it's only fourteen dollars. What you have to do is you have to take your switch dock apart, pull the circuit board out of it, and put it in this thing. But it's incredibly tiny. It's um, it's great for traveling, or if you just want to set up the switch somewhere where you don't have a lot of space and don't want that big giant piece of plastic around. I'll I'll send you I'll send you a link to this so you can take a, take a look. Oh at God, it. that sounds horrifying. But I I think I've seen some things like this um, in the past. Yep. If I can get a second dock, and bear in mind this the docks are almost completely sold out everywhere in the UK right now. Oh. Um, and have been for months. If I can get a second dock, I might do this because I'm planning on getting a second dock anyway for our spare room. Right. You know, so so I can just pick up the switch and and come wherever. Um, but finding the the docks at the moment at a decent price is is really really uh, hard. That's interesting. Like I got a dock. I just sent you it in iMessage. But the when I got let's see when I first got my switch about I want to say two months later. I got a spare switch um, a dock on Nintendo's website because they did. It was really weird. It was it was one of those things where they just appeared one day without the without a bunch of uh, some parts of them. What was it? It had no HDMI. Cable. I think it was the I, power cable. It didn't have. What's that? Right. 
was it the power cable that didn't come yeah, with it? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Right. Yeah, that's what it was. There was no power cable. So you had to use your own USB-C cable and, and wall plug. But but I I just happened to run into it when someone tweeted about it. Bought two of them, and that was one that was one of the first things that I imported to Italy for Federico. It was because it was months before they even sold them officially as uh, you know, as a separate as a separate item. And now they do, and I saw them for I think like fifty dollars, and they're usually like sixty over the holidays. Uh, but I don't know what the availability is here right now. I, but I've had I've had mine for a while, and I haven't used it a lot. And I thought if I had the in this smaller case, I might actually use it more often. Yeah, certainly you sort of triggered me to uh, start looking around again, see if I can pick one up. But uh, I'm actually just looking on even eBay in the UK. There are, there is one on eBay right now. Wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Because my understanding is, I don't know where all of these are going. Third party docs because Nintendo is doing some sort of, special USB-C power management, and you can fry your, your Switch if you use a third-party docking situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't use a, a, a proper third-party dock. I mean, as you say, the solution you're talking about is a little bit different because you're still using the official components. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just the plastic casing. You just have to be comfortable prying apart the, the existing one and dropping this this board into this other thing. So um, yeah, I've, I th- there was it's been a bit of a roller coaster with uh, Switch news this week because there was a a conference or something where like a Nintendo employee of some kind sort of joked about a Skyward Sword remake. Yes, or, and or, I, you know remaster. I thought it was for the a Switch. concert where they were playing and they were playing like uh, Zelda music or something like that, like an orchestra or something. Maybe I maybe I got that completely wrong. But it was like this offhand jokey comment that this Nintendo person made and Reddit and then blogs after that just went wild with it for a, for I guess about 24 hours, maybe a little longer. Yeah, I it's and then, as it's happened, and I think you sent me the link this morning, that Nintendo said, no, we've got no plans for that. Now, as I said to you, even if it was happening, of course Nintendo are going to say we've got no plans for that. Because, you know, they want to do the, the, the Nintendo Direct and announce it themselves and all this kind of stuff. But I am kind of leaning towards, yeah, this guy probably just said something without really thinking about what the implications of that would be. Right, right. And I when I saw it... I mean, it's it was the kind of I saw someone mention it on Twitter or something, and I it's the kind of thing that I would typically send you or or some you know and other people. But I looked at it, I was like, this is so thin. This rumor is so thin. I don't believe it. And I guess they've said it's not true. Now, part of what I saw today was one of the things Nintendo has done as they've moved their systems forward over time is they take old games. And they try to reimplement them for the new systems to see what the experience would be like. In part, I think, just to you know test out the new hardware and see what the gameplay is like on known unknown properties, and also as research for what they might do a reboot of. Now, and, and there was, and part of this was a talk by given given by someone at Nintendo at GDC where they showed some of the old Zelda games that they've tested out for things like the Wii U and the Switch and other things. This is apparently not an uncommon thing. Yeah, it's uh, 
I say it's a bit of a shame because this is something that I particularly would be looking forward to. Um, but you know, I think it. Honestly, I think this is going to happen sooner or later. I hope so. I hope so. I, I think that. I mean, look. I think that the success of the Switch and the success of games like uh, Breath of the Wild guarantee that Nintendo is going to just keep making new new you know new pokemon games new zelda games and new mario games i mean all those games have been incredibly successful and it'd be shocking for them not to just continue to both bring some of the older titles forward and also develop new stuff oh yeah for sure i mean it's uh i don't know i it doesn't matter i'm quite happy with what they've got so far and i'm sure they're going to bring a lot more stuff soon ish yeah yeah you know all right so Rob, switching gears away from video games for a minute, I thought I would tell you about this little. I suppose this is a wearable dongle. This is, <laughs> and I'm not talking about those T-shirts that they're doing for upgrade. I'm talking about a UV sensor that I was testing for Mac Stories. I saw this thing like come across uh, the news a couple of weeks ago, and it really intrigued me because it it doesn't require charging. It just you know, it uses NFC to collect the data that is um, that from the from the little device, which is just a little chip in this little tiny circle, this little disc, which is about the size of your th- your pinky uh, th- nail, not even that big. And it you know it collects UV rays throughout the day and gives you a sense for whether you've been overexposed to the sun. So I I went down to the Apple Store nearby checked it out i think this was you went to pick it up just after we recorded last time oh we did yeah 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 because i I think we might have mentioned this right at the end of the show last time i had that moment in the morning i was like i could go to the apple store and get back before i record with rob right then i realized i couldn't but yeah i did i went and got it right after we recorded and i almost immediately lost it and it's too bad because the design of the thing is not great. It, I, I liked, I liked it. I thought the the app was pretty good. Uh, I think it's kind of a neat idea to to monitor how much sun exposure you have throughout the day. I mean, that's that's a, a good thing to know. It's not something you, you know, it's not something you can tell on your own. I mean, it's just like an invisible thing. I mean, the sun's shining. I suppose you know, go go run for the shade, but. You know, you can't really measure it with any precision by yourself. And I enjoyed using it while I did. The thing is, though, that it was the, the clip for it was a lot like a large size paper clip. And, it, you know, it was made out of the same kind of shiny metal. And you clipped it on your clothes somewhere. And I, I tried clipping it on my shirt sleeve. But, you know, on your shirt sleeve, it, you know, you just that just gets banged around too much. And I could tell it was going to fall off. Then I ended up settling on putting it on like the collar of my shirt. But, you know, it's cold here now and I was wearing a coat and I was wearing a t-shirt and I had a shirt over top of that, I think. And I went out for a walk and and I didn't think anything of it. And the thing is so light, you don't really know whether it's there or not. And eventually I looked down and it was gone. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> I I wrote about it <laughs> because it was like, well, how am I going to review this? Fortunately... I had taken the time to take pictures of it and to test it thoroughly before I lost it, but just barely. Uh, so I wrote about how I lost it, and it's it's un, it's it's I say it's too bad because it was re- it was really good, except for this one thing, which is like I just 
don't know how you would keep track of it. And one of the things that I said was like, I, I happened to last week have to go to the DMV and, and get a replacement driver's license because I lost it when I went to Florida. And they gave me, like I went through the million lines, and at one line they give me my little piece of paper to take to the other counter and with my ID and other things, and they put them all together with a big paper clip. And so I, I started, I had this paper clip in my hand. I put, I put it in my pocket and I thought to myself, you know what, this little sensor, it's a lot like having to keep track of a $60 paperclip. It's like if you had to keep track of, <laughs> right, think about it. If you, if, if, you're, if, if you had to keep track of a valuable paperclip every day, all day long, how would you do that? It's just not, I mean, it's just too small. Uh, and the thing with this is it, it's no good to put it in your pocket because then it can't see the sun. It has to be, by definition, on an outer layer of your clothing which is exactly where it's going to get bumped or moved by something else. And it's so light and so small that you'll never notice it, which is its fatal flaw. And um, it made for a kind of a funny story. Uh, I know Federico got a chuckle out of it. He said he was very sorry that I lost it so quickly, but that it was a good story. Uh, I mean, I I clicked onto the story because obviously we'd spoken about it and this was a couple of days later and I clicked onto it and I started reading and then I saw the bit where you said you'd lost it and I I was just, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I, I mean, I did feel bad, of course I did, but it was just so funny that we'd spoken about. Oh, it's really tiny, and you're gonna have to clip it somewhere, and then like right. I sent, you a, I sent you a picture of it, I think, too, because I took a I took a picture of it right when I unpacked it after I got to out of the Apple Store, and I immediately started having these feelings like, oh, this thing is awfully small. And I was like, where am I gonna put it? I wasn't, you know, I, I hadn't really set it up yet so i like threw it in the cup holder in my car and i thought oh boy this thing this could almost get lost among you know the change in your in your car i mean it's it was really small and it didn't take me long to actually in fact lose it so 60 dollars down the drain but whatever it was fine mm-hmm. it was i'm not gonna you, buy, you got a funny story out of it yeah as i as i said i'm not gonna buy another one only because i know i would lose it again i mean i like it if they came up with a solution that was a little more uh less prone to being lost maybe i'd i'd go for it but as a result of that i'm not i'm not planning to buy another one cool so uh yeah i think that's probably about it for this episode uh hopefully you don't lose any more things that you buy in the next couple of weeks i'm gonna try really hard not to i <laughs> lost my driver's license and i did find the driver's license by the way it was just tucked into my bag somewhere where i didn't see it so now i have two driver's Perfect. licenses are you allowed? It means you could drive two cars at once. I think get there twice as I fast. I think that's right. Two, two at the exact same time. <laughs> I uh, I think the first one is effectively canceled, so I'll have to use the new one when it shows up in the mail. Cool. Okay. And that's as long as you've got one. That's, that's good. <laughs> I do. <laughs> cool. Uh, so show notes are at ruminatepodcast.com slash seventy six. Uh, I'm still on Twitter. Um, haven't gone back to Mastodon yet. And you're still there. I am. I, and we'll be I, I back kinda, in a couple I of weeks. I kind of dropped off the face of Twitter over Thanksgiving. I need a little needed a little break, but I'm back. Excellent, excellent, cool. Well, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. <laughs>